0: Threat and Fraud Podcast. In this podcast, we discuss business approaches to reduce risk, improve regulatory compliance, and accelerate public safety. Now, this is a pretty broad subject, and each episode will focus on specific challenges, technologies, and roles that are relevant as we seek to protect our assets, our organizations, our employees, and generally to keep the bad guys away. My name's Earl Stevens, and I'm the director of Threat and Fraud here at Alpine Consulting. I'm joined by Stan Duda, who is Alpine's founder and CEO. So today we're going to discuss a serious challenge that unfortunately afflicts our schools, workplaces, and, and houses of worship much too often. Just in the past week, we've witnessed some terrible active shooter incidents in Poway, California, and Baltimore, Maryland, internationally, Uh, Just in the last little bit we've witnessed horror in Christchurch, New Zealand and the Easter bombings and the violence that followed in Sri Lanka. So the subject of gun violence is also pretty broad so in today's episode we're going to narrow the topic down even further to gun violence in schools. And I want to start out with some statistics on gun violence in our schools here in the United States. So since 1999, 223,000 students have experienced gun violence at school. 229 schools have suffered shooting events. 143 people have lost their lives in school shootings. 290 have been injured. Uh, The median age of school shooters is 16 years old. So that's a high school sophomore or junior. And school shootings are accelerating. Uh, In the past decade, the total number of shootings is roughly triple what it was in the preceding three decades. So it's a problem that's very concerning, and if you have a, you know, children or grandchildren in school, or if you're a student, teacher, administrator, this is something you probably think about fairly often. Uh, so today we're gonna speak with a company called Zero Eyes, and they're trying to address the challenges of uh, firearms violence in schools. Zero Eyes is based in the Philadelphia area, and was founded by a group of six former US Navy SEALs. So they obviously have a lot of experience with weapons and tactics, and they've chosen to use their experience to identify guns. Um, so the Zero Eyes technology uses an organization's existing camera systems to identify weapons. And when a weapon is identified, alerts are sent to those who need to know, administrators, law enforcement, etc. cetera. Uh, those alerts that are generated, or chains of alerts, also contain information on the number of shooters, the types of weapons, and location and movement throughout the building. And this information can help administration uh, administration and first responders to act quickly and appropriately to mitigate the threat and pro- protect students and faculty. All right, so at this time I'd like to introduce Rob Huberty and Dustin Brooks with Zero Eyes. Guys, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for spending time with us.
1: Yeah, awesome. Thanks for having us, Earl.
0: You betcha. So let's start out. Tell us a little bit about yourself and Zero Eyes. Uh, how did a bunch of Navy SEALs become involved in efforts to curb gun violence from our schools?
2: Well, I think when you work with an incredible team and you have really good people, you never forget that. So having the fortune to have worked with Dustin and a lot of the other, these other guys, I left a brotherhood and I had a very meaningful purpose. Once I left the military and I left the SEAL teams, I've kind of always pursued that. And so I went and got my MBA, and I, you know, went work for some big, you know, large tech company. And there was kind of an itch to do something that I thought that was a little bit more meaningful re- rather than the the bottom line. And kind of out of the blue, one of my friends said, "Hey, I'm working on something with AI, and it's trying to prevent gun violence in schools." So one of the things is my wife is a teacher seeing all of these shootings happen in the news. You're like, who's going to do something about this? Who's going to do something about this? What can we do? What can we use? And so when my friend said, let's do something about it, it was a no brainer. Uh, I would, instead of a big tech company, I would rather do something and have a mission. And if I get to work with a guy like Dustin, who's on, you know, I just had this incredible respect for and this whole team of people that I inherently trust who better to solve the problem than that.
3: Sure. Sure. That makes sense. So, so gun violence in schools is obviously a pretty sensitive uh, and polarizing subject for, for many people. Uh, And especially yourselves coming from a military background yet approaching it in a non-military format, but rather uh, an intelligence led uh, approach uh, and, and frankly, getting ahead of it rather than being a reactive solution, it's almost like an early warning solution. But but why haven't we been able to address the the problem thus far?
2: I think one of the difficulties with this problem is it's in about ninety five percent of the cases it's a it's a current student, and one of the difficulties that we have is like how do you identify someone who's getting picked on? How do you identify someone who's having issues? It's difficult and that it takes absolutely everybody to do that. And a lot of it is sociological issues, like what's going on in the head of that one person. And, and no one really ever knows. So, you know, one of the ways that we could do it is we could be nicer to each other. Don't pick on, don't bully, you know, really have like an environment that's very safe Um that's difficult and there's so many solutions to that and i can't control that and i really hope that our teachers you know are creating good citizens and doing that sort of thing but these things occur and there's really there are some warning signs um but we aren't able to do that that you know that's that's a very difficult mission however what we can do is we can use existing technology to kind of aid those people To give that, you know, maybe the school resource officer who who sees someone is having a big, you know, a bad day can go interact with them. And kind of like one of our ideas is just to use technology. Uh, You know, that seems like an obvious answer. We know that there's all these cameras that are set up. And we know that we can use artificial intelligence and bring that in. So as a solution, I can't change the bullying. I can't change that. But I can use technology to do that, to do something about it and be proactive. So we saw the opportunity to use the existing technology in place, the cameras, everybody's putting cameras everywhere. And what if we just gave somebody a poke in the shoulder, you need to look at this place right now. And that's kind of the idea behind this. What if you could see weapons in the parking lot coming in with one of these disturbed individuals that you should, you know, that's a current student. So, you know, just seeing them there is not going to be, you know, draw alarm, but seeing that weapon would. So the whole thought was, you know, I'd love to be able to, you know, help everybody on an individual level, but what I can do, I can't do that, but I can use the technology to be a force multiplier to the people in the school and the first responders. And that's kind of how we approached it.
0: I think that's a good point to really drill into the zero eyes technology itself. Uh, as you said, we can't help people to love their neighbor and be their brother's keeper, which I think is the solution to this problem. It's We can use technology to help us identify some of the warning signs and the weapons themselves. And so tell us a little bit about the Zero Eyes technology and uh, why you believe your platform is an effective solution to uh, preventing or detecting gun violence in our schools.
2: Right. So one of the things that we have seen in a lot of these active shooter situations is the psychology is very different the psychology is not trying to get away with something. They expose their weapons very openly. Think that they're the grim reaper. They're the devil walking through. People are going to remember me. And so we saw that. And if they're unafraid to walk in and they do, you know, they kind of saunter around and they're not sprinting. It's very methodical. We saw that as an opportunity to, to do something. Right. And so the idea, if that, weapon is exposed to a camera, as they walk up to the school, our artificial intelligence can see it and alert someone. So theoretically, you brandish your weapon in the parking lot. We're going to see it immediately. And we can send out alerts and say, you need to look here right now. And the whole idea is using your existing cameras, we could ideally do three things. The first, ideally stop the whole thing from ever occurring. Because they were spotted in the parking lot, you know, it's a minute to walk from the parking lot to the front door, you let the school resource officer or school security know that it's going to happen, and they can confront that individual before anything happens and prevent it. Number two, we can marshal people to a safe area. So if you were, let's say, an administrator in the building, and you knew somebody was coming out, you know, they're coming from the south side of the building, you could evacuate to the north side. So ideally, if somebody was coming through and they made entry, they're going to see empty room to empty room. And then the third thing we would do is give first responders more time to react to it, so they could go directly to the threat, eliminate it, and then start rendering first aid. So that's kind of like the thought process behind it, I suppose.
3: That, that's a that's a pretty good summary, and and I think it makes sense from the standpoint that obviously every second that can be saved, uh, you know, getting advance notice, of course, offers opportunity for the officials, the, the administrators, the teachers, and everybody to to get into a safe situation. So it makes it makes good sense rather than uh, you know once the shooting begins. Of course, is the is the deployment of zero eyes a significant effort overall? Do schools? have to bring in cameras, wiring, and other construction efforts in order to deploy the technology?
2: So the technology requires cameras. It requires video management systems. I think what we see in most environments, these things already exist. So one of the first things that you would spend money on is a system that's in place. And there's a certain amount of quality that's kind of required anyway, But we found that that is mostly existing. If you don't have these things, it absolutely does require it. The idea is we could use most cameras. But if you don't have any cameras, obviously, you need to do cameras first. The whole idea is our team would come in and kind of take that video feed and take your existing platform so you don't have to rip everything out and put our solution in. We're just kind of like an API plugin, more or less, on your existing network is the thought.
3: So you sit on top of the existing infrastructure, and it doesn't disrupt what is already there. No,
2: it just basically processes the video signal that you have, and that's where the artificial intelligence is monitoring that video feed itself.
0: Can you uh, share any experiences you've had as you've uh, introduced this technology into schools? How's that being received? And you know, can you talk about some initial feedback that you've that you've received from clients?
2: Right. So I, I would say the the first question we always get asked which is it's, it's kind of funny when we say well we use cameras that you have and we can just it it can see guns and they say does it really work i mean dustin is it like how many people have asked you that question the first question isn't like the technical aspects you're like you can really do that
1: yeah it's not a solution that i don't think people are, are used to or have seen i mean paving the way in the market so it's uh when they first hear about it it's you guys can do that because because it's needed and they want it.
2: And the other the other thing that uh, we run into with uh, some of the people anecdotally is when you say artificial intelligence and they're like, oh my goodness, they're thinking of you know Hal from two thousand one Space Odyssey or something. They don't know what that means. Kind of the general description that I could really provide from this is we're just looking for guns constantly. That's all that we do. We just look for weapons. And as you're doing that, that's, that's all we're doing. We're not compiling anything. We're not, uh, it's not HAL. It's not some evil program. The only thing it is trained to do is say gun or no gun. That's it. That's what we're looking for now. Pistol, rifle, whatever it may be. As we're showing it to superintendents, as we're showing it to principals, as we're showing it to security personnel, I think that they're a little amazed by what it can do. And they're a little intimidated by the term artificial intelligence, but when well, then we show it to them and they see it, and they're like, I get it. it. It just tells me there's a gun there. And so what we'll do is we'll walk through the school and we'll do demonstrations depending on where they're at. We'll use uh, airsoft rifles and we'll show them and show them the alert. And we're like, I can't believe that this works. It seems like magic. Um, that's kind of like the feedback I would say that we've mostly gotten. Uh,
0: the, the thing that made sense to me was, um you know, I spent some time with you guys in the last couple of weeks, and I think it was Dustin that told me on the artificial intelligence side, it's the equivalent of having a pair of eyes on every screen or every camera that you have out there, staring at that screen with unlimited attention span, 24-7 looking for guns. So employees could do that, but employees have to blink, go to the bathroom, eat, and the artificial intelligence component doesn't have those limitations. It can stare unblinking at the screen twenty four seven, looking for for weapons, and I think that's a part of the IP that you guys bring is that you've actually trained that model to identify different kinds of guns, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. We're we're trying to make it a single focus. You know, you mentioned the employee looking at a screen and, and trying to monitor 200 cameras uh, on a screen and look for a, look for a weapon. you know it's kind of impossible. You know you see that downgrade of, of uh, eye relief and utility for from them looking at the screen and um, we all would do it right It's not even a hit to them. So we're trying to take that and, and put it in a singular focus and, and say, hey, here's an event. here's a situation that needs your attention. And it's right in your face, and it's actionable at this time. So it, you know, to to make the uh, the employment of their their efforts even more focused. I so I
2: mean, sometimes you know, on the weekends, maybe I want to go watch sports. So I'll go to you know Buffalo Wild Wings or whatever it has that has all these TVs up of the games that I want to see. If there's a fight, if there's the golf tournament, and as I try to watch one of them, I kind of you know move my eyes, look from different you know, screen a different screen. I can't even follow the game that I'm doing. And I'm excited about what's on those screens. And I want to watch, but you can't pay attention. You know, somebody's like, Oh, they're scoring a touchdown over here. And like you're there's the t- attentions in so many different ways. You can't watch all those at the same time, let alone if it's your job and it's not something exciting on the screen. So we can watch all of those things for you and tap you on the shoulder and say, look here right now, this is important. And that's it. That's our, that's our value proposition.
3: That that's fantastic. Obviously, it takes a lot of the uh, the judgmental question out of the picture, and it's a consistent uh, approach. Just doesn't fall over like uh, the potential for a human being might might have. How how have organizations gone about funding an effort like this? Based on your experience thus far, how do they go about? finding, you know, funds in order to pay for a solution. So particularly
2: in the K through 12 market, we're doing our research on this. We develop the technology, but there are grant, all different types of grants that are really fragmented from a federal level. Grants are getting funded from a state level there. They do fundraisers. There's all different sorts of pots of money that this could come in from, whether it's a line item in the budget. It's something that they choose to do. Um, There's a lot of options That federal money is looking for real solutions. Um, State money is looking for real solutions. And we're kind of getting to the bottom of this right now. This is obviously a new technology, and we're going to see early adopter issues with it, where they don't really know what it is, there isn't something already allocated towards it. And so we're, you know, that's kind of somewhere we're looking right now. You know, the alternatives right now, it seems you could, people are putting in cameras all over the place. But, you know, as we discussed before, no one's really monitoring those. Um, you can hire more security, and that you know that can be a very good option. But the same thing, the security is not looking everywhere all the time.
3: I think uh, one of the other things that we've seen uh, in the marketplace is also uh, working with community, particularly some of the local businesses. Uh, they they'll want to get involved and support community oriented techniques or tech approaches to this kind of issue. So getting businesses to sign up to be in. A, a sponsor, so to speak, seems to be of interest within some of the deployments that we've looked at thus far.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. There's so many environments that this can work and be supportive of. And it. I think it's a real solution. It's something that can, you know, I, I can't get to the, the social character and, you know, us treating each other better as humans, but I can leverage technology. That is something that we can do. And I think when you, when the alternative is, you know, bulletproof vests, and there's like this paranoia of, whatever it is, there there are better alternatives. And this is something as a community, I'd like to think we could support, you know, I'm I'm betting on it, that this is something that can really make us better and tell us to look to the right place and ideally save
0: lives. That makes great sense. Yeah, thanks. Hey, I go back to uh, what you and Dustin were saying a minute ago. You know, one of the first questions you get is, yeah, does this work? You know, is this going to work for my school? And I imagine uh, I put myself in their spot you know, uh, once I get over that concern, my question is: Can you show it how it might work in my environment? I've got uh, a school of fifteen hundred students. Before I write a check for this kind of thing and bring it in house, I want to be confident that it's it's going to work for my organization. So, are there pathways, ways that people can evaluate this technology before you know committing to buy it for their entire school?
2: So, right now, we're doing proof of concepts. And we're trying to show multiple environments. So we're in some schools, religious organizations, and showing people exactly that. Because if you have an existing solution, the last thing in the world you want to do is tear out all of the things that you have. We're currently doing some... uh, We're showing how it works in your particular environment and how we can plug in. Ideally, we want to do enough of these to prove it and show up in enough places so you say oh, this, this is the video management software that I use. Oh, this is how my system, this is how we do alerts. If we can plug into a number of those, we can show those other customers you know, what that looks like in different environments that can closely resemble what they have. So that's how we're approaching it right now. Um, and as it goes on, I and mean, we discuss what an individual would need, and then we can, we can help them get to that solution.
0: That's great. So you'll get with them and understand their environment a bit, and they have the opportunity to, to see in some way how it would work with their camera systems, maybe their, their emergency notification applications, just kind of get a look into how yeah, it would work absolutely. before they, and, they and pull the we, trigger. And we should be
2: able from. to plug into to most existing systems. You know, we're, we're mostly an API and we're agnostic to different kinds of platforms. You know, we can, we can work with everybody on an individual base if they need be. And I think that we've solved a lot of the issues already. So it shouldn't be too time consuming for a lot of it. Good.
1: Yeah, that's a great point, Rob. And and something we we encourage the school systems to support the camera systems that they have. So if they if a school system has 200, 300 cameras, you know, not all of those need video analytics on them. Some of them have overlapping camera views. So we want to detect the weapon in uh, the places that we think that you know either entry would be made or a student would come through or the active shooter. Would be most likely to be detected on that camera. So we we also provide a, a little bit of consulting. If they need fifty cameras, we put it on fifty. If they need two hundred, we can put it on two. Yeah, I want
2: to also address that with uh, you know we're going to help you determine where it's needed, how much you need, where cameras need to be directed. There will be a consulting piece that you know people who you know, are very security focused, you know, our team and our experience level, we're going to tell you what you need kind of from a tactical advantage and how to best leverage our software.
0: All right, guys. Well, hey, uh, appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I know uh, being a part of a a growing company, days are always hectic and certainly appreciate your willingness to talk about uh, your experience and and eyes company with us. It's been a pleasure.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having us. Thank Earl. you. Sam, appreciate it. You betcha. Bet.
0: For those listening, if you're interested in learning a bit more about Zero Eyes, you can check out their website. It's www.zeroeyes.com. And if you're interested in receiving a briefing or a demo, uh, we're happy to help you out here at Alpine. You can reach out directly to me, Earl Stevens, at e.stevens@alpineinc.com Or visit our website, www.alpineinc.com. Uh, There's some more information on Eyes there. Uh, We're happy to help you out and answer any questions that you might have. And thank you again for joining us on this episode.